What's up, filthy animals? Wow, haven't said that in a while. How's everyone doing? Glad you could join us for our first show of 2021. You are listening to Blockbuster Mentality. I'm your host, Ben, and we have another good show for you today. Uh, before we get started, make sure you're following us on iTunes, subscribed, rate us, review us, or your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all that. And we are discussing the 1995 Michael Mann film starring little actors known as Robert De Niro and El Pacino, Heat, 1995's Heat. And we are discussing it with Jeff Snyder. He joins us once again. I know you're getting sick of him, right? No, he's a great frequent guest. And uh, I'm glad he's uh, he's been so eager to come on with us. So uh, definitely enjoy the episode. And guess what, guys? My estranged co-host, Dave, joins us as well. I know you've all missed him. You missed his laugh and his, you know, annoyance at long movies, but he does come back for this one, just for Jeff, just for Jeff. But uh, again, follow us on iTunes and enjoy our conversation on Heat. My question is, uh, really, is is this pocket of movies that were in Leon the Professional, <laughs> and then you guys did Natural Born Killers, yep. and now we're doing Heat. I mean, at what point are we going to venture beyond <laughs> two years in the 90s? <laughs> I, was, I was forged in those fires. Those were obviously my formative years, so. Absolutely. Very formative, but this... <laughs> stick around there, yeah. In, in fact, I watched nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> those are the only movies that I can talk about just in depth forever. Yeah, I mean, we had 94 was in common with the last two movies, but this movie is in common with Leon because it has Natalie Portman in it very oh, briefly. Okay. Oh, yeah, nice connection. Yeah, so. All right, so th- are we, we've started. This is the episode. We're good? <laughs> we're good, yeah. Okay, I just We just start, bro. We just start. Usually, you start with a little conversation, but hell, let's just get into the movie. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, M- Michael Mann, Heat, 1995, uh, same year as... Uh, Casino. So Robert De Niro had two great movies this year. Um, what what do you like? What do you guys like better, Casino or Heat? Right off the bat, that's a tough one. I gotta go Heat, um, but Casino is like right up there. I mean, I can't even. Has another actor even put together a year like that where, where there? <laughs> Two movies that are all-time classics. <laughs> yeah. De Niro is glorious in, in well, both movies, really. Well, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's not like these aren't his best performances, but he's like almost the most De Niro in, in these two. It's kind of how I remember him most in kind of these two movies. I would say I think I like Casino more just because I like the style of the movie a bit mm-hmm. more. Um, and, and both of these movies, I would say just at the outset, they suffer from being a bit too long. <laughs> Yes, Dave. Dave is not a fan of long movies. Uh, hour and a half is the sweet spot for him. So I'm not a big fan of long movies either. But these two earn every minute of their running time, and I could watch them for another three hours apiece. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, I was thinking about this movie. Like each each new scene felt like a new episode of a TV show. Where I was like, all right, what's going to happen now? What's going to happen now? Like because uh, I haven't seen this movie. I think it's been at least ten years. Uh, since I've oh, seen wow. this last, yeah, yeah, been a while been for a, me too. Yeah, it's been a while, and yeah, I was just like, "What's going to happen next?" It was almost like watching it for the first time again, but I liked it even more uh, this time. So I think I, I give Heat the edge over Casino. I could uh, be wrong, yeah. but I think this movie might have been originally developed as a TV show. Maybe remembering that wrong, and it would make sense because yes, Michael Mann shot there. It's called like L.A. Takedown or whatever. Okay. That's what became Heat, essentially. Interesting. But that exists, you know, on its own. Yeah. And then did you uh, see this when you were uh, 11 years old as well, like Natural Born Killers? Or Well, I guess <laughs> that wouldn't yeah, have been this, possible. This was, this was a, a VHS. <laughs> yes. People, it, was, it was at Blockbuster when it was a double VHS. <laughs> yes. You no, know, it was like the two things that were taped together and they opened. Yeah. 
Oh man, yeah, yeah, because yeah, you can't you can't keep one movie on on uh, or three hour movie on one single VHS tape. Um, and I want to say like that the the diner scene w- may have been the cut point, like right before. Oh, and then the next it yeah. was either at the end of tape one and, and yeah. then there was tape two or at the start of tape two. Yeah, because I always remembered that being like at the very end for some reason, but yeah, yeah. it's like right it's in not- the middle. Um, yeah. which uh, we can talk about that right now. I mean, this is uh, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino's first time on screen together. They've been in the same movie together, but this is their first on-screen action uh, they've had together. And I guess they didn't even rehearse this scene because they wanted it to be natural. Uh, these guys meeting meeting uh, each other for the first time, which I thought was perfect you know let me ask you here's a good trivia question where do de niro and 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 uh, pacino hat meet on camera for the first time uh like, like the on location the... or what well, yeah what where is it uh la <laughs> on the freeway I don't know. yes no the freeway a lot oh, of yeah. people think it's the diner right it's actually the freeway yeah, because he pulls him over and he's like, "Hey, right. come, come meet me for a cup of coffee." The great trick question. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, and I like that because it, 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 there's a lot of tension there, and he's like, ah, "Follow me." <laughs> well, that whole, that whole, uh, I, I love that whole sequence. It's set to um, this. I think it's a Joy Division cover from Moby. Right? Is it? It's New Dawn. New Dawn. Fade. Oh yes. Yep. Uh, and I just I think that's awesome. I love putting that on in my car and driving the freeways of Los Angeles to it, thinking I'm like going to go pull over uh, some bad guy. Yeah, the score so, is uh, is excellent in this film. So, absolutely. So we 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 you know right. the diner scene happens. So now let's Tarantino <laughs> it. Let's that, go right, back. Scene. Who who is better well, in this scene? I don't. Uh, Al Pacino. Uh, something about '90s Al Pacino. This is when he became. The oh, you know that that yeah. Al Pacino, the who <laughs> ah, you know. Um, but and I think there's a question of who's gonna who's gonna say the line first, <laughs> the most famous Al Pacino Al Pacino of this movie. Oh yes, <laughs> but but in this actual diner scene, yeah. I, I I I think I give it to Al Pacino. Uh, Robert De Niro's character is a little more quiet. He's a little more just kind of subdued, whereas Al Pacino, I think kind of spills his heart out a little more and uh i feel more from al pacino in this who would scene. you rather be if i was like i want to perform <laughs> the scene right now which one would you rather play i think for me al pacino al oh. pacino and, and i'm a de niro guy uh i think uh, me and dave both favor de niro over pacino yeah. in general but uh, in this scene, I, I think uh, okay. yeah, I'm just I'll, so curious about this because I've, I've thought about this more time than I'd like to admit. How about you? Uh, probably Pacino as well. But De Niro yeah. has has some great some great lines. And it's hard, too, because De Niro has to come back after Pacino kind of unloads a whole bunch of stuff on him and kind yeah. of warning him and, and showing him who he is, how kind of I understand you, but I'm going to take you down. And then De Niro's got to be like, Oh, there's another side of that coin. And that's that's pretty difficult, I think. And I think maybe yeah. just the force of Pacino is why maybe I think, I don't know, did you land on that? Which one you liked, who did better? But I, I'm with Pacino as well. I think that, that force of how he delivered like most of that conversation. Pacino definitely rises yeah. Yeah. to the occasion here, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, but yeah, the, the scene is just I- I- incredible. I mean, they're talking, you know, this is where De Niro gives the famous, he, he alludes to it earlier in the movie, but, you know, he, 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 don't attach yourself that you can't leave in 30 seconds or less. You know, don't attach mm-hmm. yourself to anything that you can't leave in that time frame. And, you know, and then El Pacino asks if he has a woman and he says, yeah, <laughs> like he, like he tells him everything. Like I tell her <laughs> I'm a salesman, you know, and, and uh, yeah, they're just, they're two men that just understand each other in this moment. And, you know, it's going to be me or you. And, you know, that's, that's the bottom line. I love, I love how Pacino says he likes him. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to kill you. I don't want to, you know, go after because I like mutual admiration. There. Right and uh, and there's harmony I think because they almost feel complete in that moment. Right, definitely. It, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's powerful scene and yeah, it's just such a great scene for that to be their their first scene on. I mean, they came out in. Uh, 
2008 or something, The Righteous Kill with 50 Cent, I think, what, what yeah. it was, which was the... And then, uh, so yeah, I mean, they really didn't play in a great movie again until The Irishman uh, together. Which is um, debatable. <laughs> uh, debatable, okay. okay. Where where do you fall on The Irishman? Well, I, I, I thought The Irishman was okay. Okay. Uh, okay. That, that's a movie that's too long. Oh, yeah. it is too long. <laughs> that, yes, I watched that one over like three nights. Um, and despite its length, I actually really, really liked The Irishman. So that yeah. was, that was going to be a question if you guys like Heat or The Irishman more. Uh, I think we already know Jeff's answer. Yeah, that, that's not, that's not even a debate for, in my book. Yeah. Um, so let's 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 flip to the beginning a little here. Uh, you know, we we get the the whole heist scene with the with the armed truck the money truck whatever you want to call it um even it's before- an incredible yeah sequence. it's all yeah it's excellent yeah, yeah. it still holds up yep oh 100 because at the very beginning uh, robert de niro steals the uh, ambulance which you just walk in with a, a emt uniform apparently right. in the hospital and just act like you own the place and he fits in doesn't he <laughs> yeah <laughs> just it, that's yeah. the key just act like you're supposed to be there don't even you know don't look at anybody but don't be suspicious about it and you know just walk right in um, i like the little touches where he opens up the, the the handicap door with his elbow and then you see him with his gloves like you could tell yeah. like his precision right from the beginning Yep, yeah, he's, he's constantly thinking about avoiding detection. Mm-hmm. Yep, Bef- right before the heist, we get uh, what's the character's name? Wayne Grow. Wayne Grow. Thank you. Uh, and right away, you n- hate this guy. You know, he goes up to the <laughs> goes goes up to the counter. Hey, give me another refill. Right, like, this guy. He's had yeah. that cup for weeks. Yeah, <laughs> really it says free refills. So I'm getting it. <laughs> so right away you hate him, you know, and he's talking to uh the other the other guy, uh not um uh, man, I suck at this. Tom, Tom Sizemore. Sizemore. There we go. Tom Sizemore. Uh, uh, another I'm, connection. It wasn't Tom Sizemore in uh Natural Born Killers. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's him. So look at yeah. this. We're connected. I think honestly for this movie, I'm I don't uh, other than Neil, I think everyone is going to be an actor name for me just by referring to people. <laughs> so, oh, uh, everyone, I think everyone is perfect in in this yeah. movie too. Like everyone does career best work. Danny Trejo is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, not in the opening credits either. Man, yeah, that's disrespectful. It, it really kind of was. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking it was disrespectful. Disrespectful the whole movie. Like they were like not showing him at all. But then he has that huge scene at the end where he, you know, is so good. In, in yeah. That. Yeah. Um, where he's essentially dying. It's but, a four man uh, crew, and they feel like they need a fifth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is Wayne Grove. And that's their downfall. That's their downfall right there because Wayne grows. A, he's a he's a loose cannon. <laughs> As uh, as they like to say, and uh, yeah, he's uh, you know they they get the semi truck, they rail uh, rail over the the money truck, and the ambulance is what stopped the money truck, and they get out, they have all the uh, security guards held there. I had one... to get it on, man. <laughs> and uh, I'll do. be doing multiple impressions tonight. <laughs> Good, please, <laughs> please do. I can't wait for the main one. Uh, which I'll tell you what it is when it happens. Um, <laughs> and I like, uh, we, we learn kind of, well, how this crew operates, you know, pretty quickly. And then anyone who kind of devi- like they were, they wanted to freaking kill the guy or they were going to kill the guy for stepping on a line. They don't want blood. They're not out for you know, out for that. They're, and, they're professional thieves. And yeah. this has now made them murderers. And not only that, but basically cop killers in a sense. Exactly. And, you know, he smacks the cold cocks the guy once and they're like, dude, they can't hear you. You see the, the, the blood come out of their ears, you know, and he just didn't like the fact that the guy kept looking at him. So he shot him in the head. But the main thing about that was he didn't say, dude, what did he say? Slick. slick slick that's the key so he that calls everybody slick but is his nickname slick yeah that's kind of what i thought yeah, that, too. That, yeah. That, that was a little weird <laughs> yeah like, they call him slick because he calls everybody else slick yeah <laughs> that's just, what he calls everybody <laughs> <It's> slick <you know? laughs> i don't know yeah i noticed that too and i guess who's maybe maybe just to realize you know one guy keeps saying slick <laughs> yeah well it all comes from that tone low uh conversation um you know where yeah he, exactly 
and 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 but how does he say it? He's like, ah, oh, this cat's real slick, or does he say this slick's no joke? Like, is that what it is? Yeah, because because yeah. Pacino's yeah. walking walking away, and then he says, ah, oh, man, this this slick's like he was basically yeah saying this slick Either stuff says is like sli- this slick's no joke. Yeah. Yeah. making the guy slick, or this cat's real slick, and slick just. Yeah, and then Pacino's like, what, 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 what'd you say? He says, slick. That's what he calls everybody. It's like, why are you calling him that? But but yeah, I just love love Pacino in this, especially when... Huh? It's good detective work. That's yeah, right. Much. That's right. Oh, slick. I remember. You never know what you're going to get at a 2.30 meeting or 2.00 right. meeting. And I love the setup. I love the setup for the meeting when he just barges into the yes. the other guy's like compound with all the dogs and yes. you know he just owns the place you know he's just he's such a presence in this movie El Pacino is El Pacino how old is he here 45 uh, 50 something like that yeah he's, this is would a, would a guy like that be be uh down for 2 a.m meetings or would he be like I'm going to, be home in bed. I'm going to bed we'll do this in the morning i'm tired um, <laughs> so oh actually i looked at he would have been 55 yeah 55 man wow, Jesus. so yeah ain't no way he's staying up man he's older than uh de niro that's yeah, uh, I had that's a hard surprising. time believing the two AM meeting, but um, <laughs> okay, so, we, so we meet we meet his family, right? And we, and it's quickly established that this is not his daughter; it's his right. it's his stepdaughter, right? Uh, uh, and that she has some issues, you know, a little bit. Find the bit. hair clip thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> She's got it. Like, I need it. I need you know, and it's just like yeah. easy there. Like it's called a barrette. Barrette. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah yeah it's it's established that yeah she's got a kind of a deadbeat dad who doesn't show up she doesn't want to do anything that could possibly disappoint him because but you know the it's really the opposite is that he keeps letting her down but i think she feels like you know something that she's not doing why he never shows up or something like that something that's kind of her like own like you know neurosis or whatever yeah well i mean let's get the natalie portman stuff out of the way so i mean what what's the what was the point of of this uh, character you know you got Al Pacino keeps calling the guy you know he, he's a piece of shit you know calling her dad a piece of shit like he shows you know uh, love to her his stepdaughter um, and then eventually he finds her you know attempting suicide in the hotel uh, bathtub uh, what, what do you guys think the point of all of that was because up until it, go ahead. I think it redeems him in a sense because he's not a good husband and he's not a good stepfather. And in this moment, he like, you know, he's already sort of given up on Macaulay at that point. He's like, Macaulay's mm-hmm. gone. I'm going home. I'm going to sleep and shower and all that shit. And she cho- chooses his place. And I think that allowing him to rescue her, I don't know, shows that he does care about her and, and this family. Right. Yeah. I think it, okay. go ahead, Dave. I was gonna say, yeah, get it out of the way, like get it, get get it out of the way on the cutting room floor. Uh, but I think now, now listening <laughs> to Jeff, I, I think that's a good point, and it, and it and it does show that it's literally the opposite of you know leave in thirty seconds flat. I mean that he is literally going to stick around and be there for right. people. Uh, so I think yeah, because shows- he gets he gets the beep, you know, while they're in the waiting room, and he knows it's it's De Niro that he needs to go get, but he stays. And then the wife says, just go. And he goes, but he was, he was going to stay in that moment. Finally. Uh, so yeah, I do think it was a device to, for us to actually like the character. Cause if it wasn't for that, we could see him just being this jerk husband who just cares about his job and doesn't give any time to his wife. And yeah. that's it, you know, and he actively uh, saves her. That's he doesn't just call 911 the way a right. lot of people would. He literally ties the wounds himself then drives like an animal to the hospital, bring carries her in, gets the attention and even goes over it with the doctors. What's wrong with her? Yeah. And tell, tells them exactly what to do. You need to put an incision here and, <laughs> you know, sutures there, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I love when he's running the hospital. Hey, <laughs> it's just so crazy because you, you look at you know godfather and you know dog day afternoon he's got you like he's almost got like a i don't know squirrely voice like he's just like this little guy like a dustin hoffman yeah. and then like like i said like in the <laughs> 90s he just kind of turned into this like powerful voice and you know probably know. from all the smoking and everything but um but yeah and he just the choices he makes as an actor is just 
incredible in 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 these uh early 90s late 80s films um i just i love it all right we haven't talked about someone yet who is the third lead in this movie it's been 20 (laughs) minutes his name hasn't even come up once so we'll back it up for him where we meet uh val kilmer's thoroughless uh buying dynamite yep yep He's got a fake ID and everything, and he just looks, he's just pure 90s Val. (laughs) Beautiful. Yep. He really is. Yeah, 100% beautiful. Um, That's how I would, he definitely uses Pantene (laughs) Pro V. Uh, No, yeah, I was going to ask you guys, yeah, what your thoughts are on on Val Kilmer as a whole and uh, in this movie. I think for me, he he totally works in this movie. I, I really. Uh, I'm intrigued by his character. Uh, I think it works very well. Um, and, you know, his, the relationship with him and Ashley Judd uh, brings extra tension to uh, to the movie. Uh, but uh, but what, what are your guys' thoughts on Val Kilmer? You go, Dave, you. I like Val Kilmer. And in fact, the movie The Saint gets crapped on, and I really like that movie too. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I think he's perfect in this, and he plays a, a just like a great gunman. He he seems like he was. I don't know what his background is. If they even tell us in the, uh, from you know the character background here, but he looks like to me he could have been former military or something like that. Uh, it, it and he plays it off perfectly. And yeah, he he is he's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a performance that you think of as like one of the greats nor do i think it would like get a supporting actor nomination or something mm-hmm. like that um i mean this movie was totally criminally ignored by the oscars anyways yeah uh but i think you're right i think he plays the part beautifully um i mean this guy is a gambling addict right he, you know, like that's his that's his vice uh mm-hmm. and, and the the relationship with him and his wife is fascinating. I think Ashley Judd does some incredible work here. Like I would, I could have given her a supporting actress nomination. I love the father son relationship with, with De Niro. Yep. Um, and it's not just like a best friend thing. Like he, he looks at him as almost like a father figure. Uh, clearly De Niro is very protective of him. And right. Then, you know, uh, Chris's last scene where, where Ashley Judd gives him the wave off the, the, the subtle hand movement. Um, his look that just like he's always going to be looking over his shoulder. He's never going to get to see his family. It's heartbreaking. And and it's almost the heart and soul of this movie. Yeah. No way. Right. Yeah. And, and because he's, he's, is he the only one that survives in the crew? Yeah. Because what happens to Sizemore? Sizemore gets uh, shot by Pacino in the head when he's holding the girl. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, So, uh, uh, Kilmer, he's the only one that survives. Um, and he's the one that never wanted to leave. I mean, he wanted to stay. It's not a happy this- ending. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's definitely not a happy ending. Yeah. He's got to leave his son and his wife behind. Even though and- knowing that she was cheating on him, right? I mean, he still wanted to make things work with her. I believe he knew about it, right? Well, I think he was cheating on her as well. And- oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I think De Niro asked him, he says, oh, nothing on the regular. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, that doesn't count. It's only yeah. she's cheating. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the double standard. Um, but exactly. yeah, he's, he's, he's fantastic. This. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, even yeah, he shows up uh, after McCon or not McConaughey. Uh, I don't know where McConaughey came from. Um, okay. <laughs> after De Niro um, has his night with uh, judging Amy. Um, <laughs> Amy uh, well, we have to oh, talk yeah. about her. We have yes, to talk about yes. Edie. Um, you know, because she may be the the heart and soul as well. The whole movie, I think, comes down to the one shot of Edie. Yeah. Where she's watching him run away. She's watching Daniel run away at the end. Yep. That is the movie, is the, the heartbreak on her face when she realizes what kind of man he really is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's the perfect like foil to him, too, in a lot of ways. I mean, the, even I love the scene with their meeting in the diner. It is amazing yeah. i mean th- this movie is so many things and this there, there are little times where it's it's just it's a romance you know it's not a violent yeah. shoot em up or anything like that that scene was incredible she has this innocence and, and just earnestness about her which he cannot resist because that is not him at all and he proves that as you said right at the end yeah 
Yeah, like, right. how, how did she not get an actress nomination or supporting actress nomination for this? She <laughs> well, is amazing. Again, really I, I kept asking you about this for Leon, the professional, <laughs> um, and you were defending how, well, it's an action movie. They didn't look, you know, uh, Hollywood doesn't look fondly on action for, movies for, for Oscars. Portman, right? Natalie Portman, even, uh, even for... for Old men, yeah, but I don't know. Score. This and, is like and, a big, like Warner Brothers cops and robbers gangster movie. Like the Departed would go on to win a decade later. True, yeah, Michael. Like true. How, I just it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean now that now that we uh, mentioned that, yeah, I mean it's almost like this movie is about uh, these relationships they have watching them dwindle away you know the if you it goes back to the theme of leaving something you know in 30 seconds or less you know in 30 seconds flat whatever um because you see ashley judd see her husband leave you see uh amy brenneman's character watch robert de niro leave um and everything like that you see uh, pacino's wife watch him leave so it's like it it definitely follows that theme i just think that's that moment puts the title to the test that Mm -hmm. you know when you feel the heat coming around the corner like that i i I don't know there's just something kind of profound to it there's a poetry to this movie of course uh and speak speak, the way it does yeah and speaking of heat coming around the corner you know you got the criminals getting heat but uh the love 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 the moment when Al Pacino realizes they got the heat now. They're getting played. Incredible moments. Oh my god, great. I love that. You know, you know what they're looking at? You know what they're looking at? <laughs> <laughs> looking at us. Guys. <laughs> uh yeah i love it's so great when, when yeah they realize that they've been made they've been made at that point and that's when you realize you're dealing with criminals who know what they're doing who have been around the block uh just like uh al pacino's been around the block and his detective work uh de niro's been around you know for this and also we got to mention, uh, can John Voight not play a sleazy character? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, He's got that's, the hair. The yeah. Look, he doesn't wash his hair in like three weeks. He looks weeks. dirty, yeah. Uh. John Voight, though, is kind of the forgotten man in this movie. I always kind of forget that John Voight, yeah. because he, it doesn't seem like they really need him all that much. Right, yeah. Yeah, he's just kind of the information guy, you know, how we kind of, I don't know. Move the yeah, he just picks forward. up the phone. He's all sweaty. He's like, "All right, I'll take care of it." Bye. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's like the whole scene. <laughs> no, I just think everybody stands out more. Like whether it's William Figner, Henry Rollins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Tom Noonan. The, I love Tom Noonan's turn in this. Dennis Haysbert. I mean, that's a great little role. I mean, there's everyone is is a it, character. They're there's so there. so <laughs> much interconnection in this movie. There's yeah. so much going on, and it all just connects somehow. Like, yeah, because you got the whole almost seems like a subplot with William Fickner, the Roger yeah. Van Sant thing. Like, it does seem like a subplot. And then you got the Wangro who kind of started this mess. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about him. And it's time for Robert De Niro to look at me. Look at me. <laughs> uh, you know, when he goes to kill him, finally. There's just, yeah, there's think, so much. I'm thinking of a, a very tiny role. I don't, know, I don't know the actor's name or the character if he even had a name. But where, they, where De Niro goes and visits the guy uh, that was sitting out there out in, in the desert somewhere with the big satellite who gives him the information about the bank. He's sitting there in a wheelchair. Um, just Yeah, he's just, that was like an amazing three, four minute scene. Like every little bit of this movie has so much depth to it. So do you do you know who that guy is? I think I know him from Hell on Wheels, uh, but that I don't know his name. So he was um, the the Red Dragon. He is the star oh. of, of Manhunter, which was Michael Mann. Okay, okay, ago. that makes sense now. Okay, <laughs> like, oh, who is this guy? Wow, yeah, he's the yeah, I knew I he. I, okay, good. I don't think I remember him from like being young. Okay, but he's he's. What's funny is that he's freakishly tall. Uh, and mm-hmm. so they had him in a wheelchair for for, for this, but yeah. I, I, you know, I, he's the guy who understands the internet really before any of us and, and just <laughs> data and and the lack of encryption and security back then, like because people didn't know what the hell they were doing. And I don't know, I yeah, love that. That's a great moment. I, I love that because yeah, there's data flowing floating in the air, and I just yeah. I, I, I I take it out of there. Just you know, it, I, yeah. I just I just grab it. <laughs> 
It's just like <laughs> 95 people are like, what the hell is he talking about? What is, is he insane? Right. Right. <laughs> like, ah, well, I'm, forget this movie. I'm going to watch The Net. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, that great. Yeah, such great characters, and yeah, um, I'm going to call him All State Man, uh, Dennis Haysbert. Uh, you know, because you're, president you're like, well, yeah, you're wondering like the whole time, like, what's he? What's why do they keep showing this character? What's right. going on? Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, it goes to show uh, the tragedy of this business. You know, this guy who's on probation trying to get his life clean. And it's got a boss that treats him like shit. And, you know, he's gets one opportunity from De Niro and he's like, all right, I'm I'm done. I'm done with this boss. I'm I'm taking it. And he, he ends up getting killed in that uh, in that bank robbery scene yeah. when he's when he's driving away. They always and, kill the black guy first, right? I, right. Yeah, I know. What's uh, come on. It was uh, it was 95. It was a different time. You know, it's you're uh, right. It's, a, it's tragic. You're rooting for this guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. His life around. He's suffering the indignities of this low-wage, minimum-wage job where his boss is taking part of his salary, which is illegal. Right. Like, That's just the way it's always done. You're either going to do it without complaint or I'm going to violate your ass and send yeah. you back to prison. Uh, and he sees this opportunity, and, and it's, that, it's that criminal way of thinking. It's this, I can you know, get rich quick, you know, and, and I don't have to work for it. And he, pay, he ends up paying the price. And, and her look, the look in her eyes, his wife's eyes, when he's when she sees him on the television later that night, it is one of those moments that kind of chokes you up in this movie. Yeah, yeah definitely. And yeah, that's what I was going, you know, going back to what I was saying about, yeah, all these, uh, the, the, the attachments they have watching them go away. Um, is yeah definitely a tragedy of this movie um and it, so what I, I i don't know how this stuff works what what did they actually steal from roger van zant like in that in that money truck what well, the, what are, the bear the bail bonds or the bear bonds whatever what right? what is that i don't know let's let's have a lesson it's like sheets of paper and whoever is holding them and doesn't oh, right whoever is redeemable for cash them. it's it's right. like an old fashioned thing like that's yeah, like yeah. a yeah okay yeah well, it's just like you know rather than have 20 million dollars in, in cash you can just have a piece of paper gotcha holds it gets it so so they steal that from him and then they end up selling it back to him you know because he gets the insurance it's insured right yeah get his bare bonds back yeah, yeah. in the beginning it's weird because you're, you're expecting like big piles of cash right you no know, but like one of these bonds could be one in, in itself worth you know a hundred thousand dollars on its own or something just one piece of paper or something like that so yeah and, and I guess we just don't deal in this. We just don't have paper anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as much. So I mean, it's all digital now. So it doesn't need to be transported. I pay with, I guess. I pay with coins for everything. Um, well, how <laughs> about know. Wayne Grow and his serial? No, I do not. How about <laughs> Wayne Grow and his serial killer subplot that got axed? Because that is the only, to me, awkward sort of part of this is that scene where where Pacino is comforting the mother who has lost her daughter, and and you. I mean, I think that's a great scene, but, you know, I watched this movie with my father last month and, and I could see he was kind of like, what does this have to do with anything? <laughs> right. Yeah. Just yeah. To the, yeah. Just to, that the guy's a psycho. I, I didn't see much more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, for the, yeah, the Pacino scene was nice, you know, it showed his human side. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was weird. Like, yeah, because he, you know, find out he kills her and then it's it actually a he's, serial. He's serial right. Yeah. He's he's been doing it a lot. Yeah, it's like okay, you just be- decided to become a serial killer. I'm now? just curious, like what Michael Mann had in mind for that subplot, and if he had another ten, fifteen minutes in this, how much of that ten, fifteen minutes would have been devoted to Wayne Grow in that subplot, or, or if if he could have done it all over again, you know, would he have just sort of taken it out? Right. Yeah. Because I mean, because when Wayne Grow, yeah, because it really, yeah, there was no reason because Wayne Grow shows up again because uh, he's like in a bar i think when the guy runs into him or something anyways he runs into someone that leads him to roger van zandt who uh he gives information to so yeah i mean the serial killer thing really i guess just a show just for us to hate him even more i guess (laughs) not that i I think that's what it is is that you really it makes you really want to root for de niro to go back and and get him before he takes off yeah And, and then speaking of that i mean who are we rooting for in this movie, De Niro or Pacino? That's a great question, though, because it's like, 
yeah, you want Pacino to catch the bad guy, but doesn't part of you want the bad guy to get away with with this, you know, newfound love of his? I think that the movie sets you up for it, that it does, and that's why his death actually hurts at the end. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and it seems to hurt Pacino too, you know, because as he's even told De Niro, "I like you," you know, I, I don't want to have to go after you. Uh, so yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting. Uh, dilemma you get in your mind, you know, that uh, M- Michael Mann does with us, which is great. I love movies that tug at your morality a little, tug at your, uh, I don't know, just. I, I want to talk just a bit about De Niro's bit of acting in the car there with um, Amy Brenneman, is because he his face changes like <clears throat> like three times where he's like pissed off, and then he gets this like. It's an amazing bit of acting, right? He gets that call from uh, from John Voight. Uh, he, he gets two pieces of information: one that he's basically home free, and two that Wayne Crow is in is in the hotel, right? And so De Niro puts down the phone, and he has that bit of anger in his face, and then this sense of calm comes over him. You know, it feels like he's at peace finally, and then he just turns to, "No, I'm going to kill this mother effer." <laughs> what and swerves the car off the road? What 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 made him turn? Do you think? So I, I've been wondering about this because um, because we were just talking about you know who who are we rooting for in a bit and at this time around watching it uh, thinking of Neil Robert De Niro you know he has that code of the thirty seconds but I, I wonder if in the end it's not even about the code but is he just purely selfish you know was the code his own selfishness he seems like he does I mean even in the way he's treating Chris in some way was that of selfish motivation I know he does care for him in in in, in his own way um but he just couldn't resist in a lot of ways uh which really led to his own downfall yeah yeah that's a good point um you know, it, it kind of goes back to the Al Pacino and De Niro conversation. Al Pacino says, I don't know how to do anything else. And De Niro says, I don't know how to do anything else either. Uh, I think that's kind of what it, what him turning the car goes down to. Like, he, he doesn't know how to run off with someone. He doesn't know how to yeah. have a Is he really going like, to have that life in New Zealand, right? Right, he, yeah. yeah. In an alternate cut, he, he, he jerks the wheel to get to that exit, and he just ends up crashing the car. And <laughs> the end, <laughs> like so, ah, yeah, damn it! Like that was a very dangerous move. Like you're almost home free. Um, no, the, the reason that he goes after Wingrove is because Wingrove is the one who gave him up. He's the one who who has the cops. Come, yeah, he's the reason coming outside the bank. Right. Yeah, he's the reason why he's in the situation he's in to begin. But he can't with. let it go. Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. Exactly. He he can't let it go, and that is his fatal flaw. Yeah. Yeah, because if if not, Wayne Grove gets away with it and lives happily but ever it, after. It's not that Wayne, you know, that Wayne Grove screwed up the first time, right? Because there, there hasn't been much contact between them since that first heist uh, where Wayne Grove shot the two guys. But it's that he found out Wayne Grove was responsible for tipping the cops off, I think. I mean, yeah. he, got, he got Sizemore killed. He basically got, uh, if, if he didn't do it himself, um, you know, Danny Trejo, right? Right, yeah, that, yeah, because Tre- Trejo. I mean, do you got? I mean, even it seems like De Niro kind of forgives him at that moment, even when oh, he yeah. does kill yeah. him. He does it for mercy. Yeah, um, he, he forgives him in that moment. Um, but yeah, this uh, uh, Wayne Grow, he he he, yeah, he cannot let him you know get away with this because yeah, Trejo, <laughs> he was, and I love how his character's name's Trejo too. I know, um, but uh, <laughs> very clever. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, he, he he basically said he had to like, and and again, I, I just love how they yeah, made it, De, De Niro forgive him. That'll eat away at him the entire time that he's you know living this happy life with with Edie. So he mm. he has to. Definitely. Definitely. He can't let anyone get over on him, right? I mean, he has to win every time. Yeah, he's, it's it's the pride thing too. I think. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, you know, d- does hit at his pride, um, and you know, obviously, as a for a movie standpoint, we want to see someone get revenge on someone. I mean, that's yeah. just us as an audience. It's great to see that, and I love again. Look at me, look at me. You, you know, he makes him look at him before he shoots him, which is great. Um, but um, I can't believe we haven't talked about <laughs> uh, freaking uh, Frank Azaria. 
No, oh, close, close. <laughs> Where that's next because that's going to be the line that I want you to do. Uh, Henry Rollins is like, how did he not get a nomination? <laughs> I mean, come did on, he speak one one line <laughs> <laughs> at the very beginning. He did, I think. Yeah, yeah he's a good goon though. He looks the part. He yeah, does, he does. But yes, uh, Hank <laughs> Hank Azaria, obviously. Yeah, let's let's talk him. That's uh, Ashley Judd's mistress. What's the male version of a mistress? Uh, <laughs> uh, miss a Mister Mimbo. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Mimbo. <laughs> so does that make a himbo? Makes Val Kilmer a cuck, a cuckold, Uh-oh, I yeah. believe. So there we go. We got That's names nice. for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Hank Azaria, good old Mo Sislak, and the no longer Apu from I'm Quickie wondering Mart. where these two first met. Where did he meet uh, Ashley Judd? <laughs> Well, where, what what does he do? I forget. What is what does this guy do? He's a Something. cigarette trafficker. <laughs> yeah. What's what's with that? Is that's that's illegal to traffic cigarettes from state to state? Would you oh, want to cross state lines? You got a warrant out for your arrest in New Jersey or whatever the hell. <laughs> so you guys don't even have jurisdictions. Like you're right. That they do. Yeah. Is PD takes you into custody. But By the uh, way, have, Jet, go ahead, Dave. Have you guys seen uh, Hank Azaria? Have you guys seen Brockmire, the series? I highly recommend it. I've heard I, good things, but it's no, really I good. We'll have to check it out. But why um, did he? Why did Hank Azaria get involved with Ashley Judd, according to El Pacino, Jeff? Because she's got a great ass. <laughs> there you it got is. your head all the way up it. there we go that's the one i've been waiting for that's the one i alluded to earlier (laughs) oh my goodness he looks like a crazy man i said sent dave a gif of it uh yesterday and his eyes going after that he's like thing i love about a woman's ass (laughs) (laughs) yeah he just won't stop (laughs) he just keeps going and going making the guy feel worse and worse could you imagine what how hank azaria cut the straight face during that take oh my god (laughs) seriously and you could tell he was about to say big ass but he changed it to great he's like she's got a great ass yeah every while i'm like did he misspeak no he just I don't know. I just found it right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. That's Michael Mann for keeping that in. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, the power uh, of the ass. <laughs> he's an ass man, Michael Mann. If you, if you oh, 100%. 100%. That, that, that is a blockbuster mentality exclusive. <laughs> yep. <We've, laughs> we just uh, broke it here. Michael on, Mann, uh, ass man. <laughs> <laughs> and I really love towards the end when they drag Hank Azaria back and he's like... Fuck this shit! I don't want to be here. Right. <laughs> I thought that was great because he's like, yeah. I banged this McKelty Williamson, who's like, you better get in there. <laughs> <laughs> Another uh, little cameo. It's not like he's a big actor or anything. Martin Ferrero, who was the lawyer in Jurassic Park, who got eaten on the toilet. He's uh, <laughs> he sold uh, Val Kilmer the explosives. Yeah, another okay. another another little cameo there. So many people in this movie. There's so man. many people. I mean, look at the cops. We haven't even talked about Pacino's team. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. McKelvey Williamson, who is you know Bubba from Forrest Gump. Oh yeah. 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 That's right. Okay. You got Ted Levine, who's fucking Buffalo Bill. Yes, yep. that's right. He's also Wes, in Wes Studi, who's a Native American legend. Yep. Like, it's yeah, there's so many. And then there's yeah. the other white guy who gets shot and just has to answer phones after. He's like, <laughs> you know, like, you're all right, buddy. He's like, yeah, you good. <laughs> <laughs> and also a very tiny part by uh, Jeremy Piven, who plays oh, yeah. a, a doctor in this movie. Um, I'm yeah, the fuck Jer- who gave it to you. Take it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter gave me this <laughs> it's so amazing great. has even less hair then than he does now too. Yeah. I, <laughs> I need to find i believe me you don't know how many times i've thought about emailing piven's agent and just being like tell me who did his hair because i will go there yeah same goes for elon musk let's just <laughs> let's just keep bombarding his agent man i'll, <laughs> just, I'll, I'll, I'll send him emails you send him emails and i'm not looking for work i just want to know I honestly about. expect the agent to come back and be like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd be surprised if it's the same agent from 25 years ago. Maybe. Um, yeah. Well, you never know. You never know. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. What, what do you think that <laughs> here I am talking now, uh, hair. Well, do you think it was a choice, uh, an actual, um, thought out choice to have De Niro wear a goatee? Is it to separate him from his other characters? You think? Cause, if he didn't have that goatee, he would have looked exactly like he looked in Goodfellas, exactly like he looked in Casino. It seems like that might have been a, a specific choice. Yeah, it may have been to differentiate. Yeah. Those. I mean, a villain, uh, you know, a lot of villains in the 90s had goatees. I feel like mm-hmm. facial hair was like a sign of, you know, evil. Uh, and all, and all the, the protagonists <laughs> and heroes were clean shaven. So I, th- I think right. it could be as simple as that. But he yeah. looked good. Like De Niro looks incredible yeah. in this movie. He really does. Yeah, and he's so yeah so uh, badass as always. always. Uh, De Niro, you know, especially in that diner scene at the beginning when they you know are confronting uh, Wayne Grow and he hits his head against the window on the tabletop. He, looks, he can fucking shake like like, <laughs> yeah. like a guy who was like, yeah, I'm playing an ex-con yeah. who just was in the, the, you know, doing the weights in the yard every day. <laughs> well, I mean, four, four years before that, he was right. cut for uh, Cape Fear. Fear. Cape Fear yeah. yeah and man, movie. yeah, it's, yeah. uh, I just watched that a couple weeks ago, man, that was Martin Scorsese was experimenting, man. Um, but anyway, we'll do that another time. Um, uh, by the way, speaking of hair, um, you know, we, we liked uh, Val Kilmer, Chris's goodbye and all that. But how is it that the guy just simply cuts his hair and he gets stopped by the cops and they're like, oh, well, the license says it's Bob Johnson and uh, checks out. So he's clean. I mean, like, <laughs> did they have a picture of the guy or something? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> you know... Uh, I don't know, Dave. Val was kind of a chameleon. Um, (laughs) From the saint, right? Yeah, we've proven that. (laughs) You and the saint. You keep bringing up the saint. (laughs) He didn't look so, like, pretty boyish in in that last scene. Mm. Yeah, I I beg to differ. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I thought he was pretty, but, uh, you know. Can't dirty him up. (laughs) To each their to each their own. So let's talk about the finale of this movie. Uh, you know, obviously, the, 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 yep. the final shootout and and Moby's God moving over the face of the waters. It's just yeah. like, I I love everything about this. The way that it uses light and shadow. Uh, yeah, give me some of your impressions. Well, it's well, such yeah, a the- long setup, though. I mean, it's almost its own movie. It's the last hour of it, which is crazy. Uh, it, leading up to this, basically, this one sort of a climax of a scene, and uh, I love how just quick and violent it gets <laughs> within like a minute or two. They just walk in and they they throw on their masks and they start bullying people around. It's just like more intense than like a, any war movie I've seen. Almost it's like five. I was watching this at night. It was like eleven thirty at night. All of a sudden, my my heart starts pumping. I've got this adrenaline going. I mean, it's insane. I don't know how many rounds they fired off, and you're, we're watching our. You know, I don't want to call them our heroes, our anti-heroes or whatever, trying to get away. And there's so many times where we think they're going to get away. And, oh, man, the same time. And then Tom, Tom Sizemore just kind of has no choice but to grab that kid, I guess. And you're like, well, I guess we got to take you down. But it was so intense. heist scene. And I feel like so many heist, countless heist scenes were you know, influenced by it. Um, I love when he punches, uh, you know, the, the bank manager or whatever. He's like, let it bleed. <laughs> yeah, um, you know the the masks are intimidating. So part of it is like you know the the aesthetic, the kind of steel blue, right? Um, the the sound design is incredible. Every gunshot, you really feel these gunshots. Like yeah. the sound is in is is it's deep. Uh, yeah, it's an echo. You know, because you're like you know in in the city streets surrounded by these skyscrapers. Um, yeah, I, I love the. You get a real sense of geography. I think Michael Mann did an amazing job really telling you like where the puzzle pieces on are on the board and, and yeah. what the board looks like going around the blocks and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and the different, yeah, it, it just, uh, I, I think it's masterful. Yeah. It's definitely one of the great, uh, bank heist scenes, but, uh, for some reason, what was most tense to me was when they were getting to the car, like, fast walking not running but yeah. like making sure you get to the car that's when i felt the most tense was just like are they gonna make it to the car are they gonna make it to the car and uh because yeah i mean if you ever like 
I don't know. For, I I only get the sensation if I like prank someone and I have to walk away fast. Like <laughs> I'm gonna, like 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 I did a little joke on someone and I have to walk away fast. Um, like that's the kind of uh, pr- uh tension I felt, I guess, uh, in this scene. But uh, more scary, not funny. Um, I think that the Dennis Haysbert death, you you feel that, and you also even feel Ted Levine getting blown away with a shotgun and up against the the van and right. And then they just, you realize that like not everybody's getting away clean. This no, a lot of cops got killed. Definitely not. And uh, yeah, and that's, this is, yeah, the scene where, where uh, Dennis Haysbert gets killed, obviously. And um, yeah, you, it made me appreciate why they kept bringing up his character because, you know, you, you think he's going to have a clean life now. And it's like, but still, who is this guy? And then, yeah, it en- again, ends in tragedy, which is uh, ter- terrible. But um, but uh, the the reality of the biz that is uh, organized crime. Um, but yeah, great, great bank heist scene. Um, but yeah, that uh, the finale incredible you were mentioning about the lights yeah i absolutely loved you know every time a plane would come in the lights would come on and you know they'd get a better perspective of in al pacino and de niro would know you know could see better obviously um and then the last time it happens you uh you think de niro has the edge but then pacino sees the shadow and boom fires right at de niro gets him uh yeah this yeah i love it it's you know they're around like these boxcar or uh semi semi truck trailers whatever you want to call them um you guys go <laughs> dave oh i i like the i really like the fear in de niro's eyes that one time where he's going around that box or whatever it is and you can't you don't see behind him, and you're, you're sort of half expecting the, as you've seen so many times in movies or TV shows, to suddenly see the gun come up from behind his head, and it's, it's Pacino. But that doesn't happen. All you feel is De Niro's just panic in that moment. Like, is he over here? Is he over there? He loses him totally. Uh, that was kind of my favorite part of it. And of course, yeah, I mean the the light, the, the planes coming overhead were super bright, and you're, it's so disorienting, and you're in this like. I don't know, maze kind of a scenario where it's, it's kind of a crapshoot. That's what I loved about it. Um, I love that it was silent. And I mean, this is like a silent film Mm. uh, at the end. And and it really shows that like he succeeds in doing so many different genres from like action to drama to, I think he just kind of funny uh, to, and this is like suspense because you don't see like this kind of suspense too often in, in a, you know, crime kind of shootout. Like it yeah. takes its time. I, I think that is a luxury that this movie has is that it can be patient and, and draw out, uh, you know, the, the final kill. Um, but yeah, by the time, you know, you see the, the like De Niro's breath coming out of like his bullet holes out of coming out of his chest. Yeah. And he walks over and Pacino takes his hand and, and there's yeah. just something beautiful about it. And it, and, and you, it's like, it's not just, uh, you know, a crime movie, you know, for macho like guys, like there's some, there's a sensitivity to it. Right. Underscored by, you know, the Mo- the Moby song, uh, you know, which is just piano driven and, and lush and gorgeous. Um, but yeah, the, the end of this movie is an all time. Yeah. I mean, it, it goes, you know, basically highlights their careers as actors too. You know, this, this final moment, you know, obviously we've had 20, 25 more years. It's like, they have this uh, um, mutual admiration for one another. And even though, hey, you know, I won the Oscar this time. Hey, I still respect you. You know, <laughs> even though I'm the one who killed you this time, I still respect you. I'm going to I'm going to be there with you till the end. You know, I, you won't be alone at the end because De Niro has been all about being alone. You know, I'm, I'm alone, but not lonely. But, uh, you know, I think that's just something you tell yourself when, you know, <laughs> just right. to everybody uh, wants to have that hand to hold right yeah. exactly yeah because De Niro is the one that puts out his hand like hey you know I want someone with me when I go you know so I thought that was very powerful uh, Pacino's alone too I mean he's in a, his third yeah. failing marriage and he's he has a better sense of morality and he's a, a stronger person I think but he's he, he definitely feels a connection there and I mean sure respect yeah 
Absolutely. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, Heat is a powerful movie. Very, again, it, it, it was, you know, two hours, 15 minutes, but for me, it did not feel that that long. Um, it's uh, definitely, I mean, there was scenes here and there, I think could have been cut out, but, uh, but yeah, overall, I think it flew by. Uh, this had a $60 million budget made 187.4 million at the box office huge hit um you know money wise and it's yeah one of the highest regarded movies on i think imdb it's in the top 250 yeah. uh yeah Did just you think this movie will ever be remade and if so how would you remake it it probably has been remade, but just in different ways, <laughs> you know, just an action movie. But no, it, it, I don't think it should be remade. No. Um, well, can, can, I think Bank Rob- I mean, was this the last, like, even credible, uh, you know, Bank Robbery, I mean, we're even... Dog Day Afternoon was bank robberies were over, uh, and they still tried it, you know, here. I think the chances of this kind of a story being told again, I don't know. They have to reinvent it in some way. I, I don't... I imagine if they remade it, it would be much, it would, couldn't possibly be as well written and, and as dense as this film. And I, I hope they don't. Michael B. Jordan and Daniel Kaluuya. That, ooh, that, that would be good. Yeah. Who's who, though? That's the question. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would I would actually like to see this flipped where it's De Niro's the detective and and Pacino's oh, they just, the... yeah, just run it back. <laughs> yeah, that would be fucking amazing. Exactly, um, no, but Trejo. yeah, that Trejo is in. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, yeah, so yeah, uh, Heat, and then yeah, I mean, Man went on to do The Insider. He did uh, obviously Man. That's our, that should be our next one. That's a great. Yeah, movie. I'm down. I'll, he did Ali, can we, and then can we Col- agree on that. I will. I will agree to that right now, guys. All right, Insider's a good, very the good Insider. Movie. The Insider, it is our next film with Jeff Snyder, um, and uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty. I mean. The, Collateral was good. Uh, Ali was good. Miami Vice, that's when he started to go downhill. Public Enemies. I kind of liked Miami Vice, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, Well, you you would. You would. But uh, but yeah, that is heat, folks. I have one Uh, quick. uh, Jeff, are you a sports fan? Yes. All right. So I thought of this analogy. You made uh, curious. I want to run this by you before before we can get out of here. Is that this movie, it's a very good movie, but it didn't win oscars it's sort of like it's sort of like right between like i think generally very good and great right we wouldn't call it on the level of the godfather or something like that i so, i understand why uh, but most- in general right i think yeah, yeah for, for the typical movie goer. so i was trying to think of a sports analogy and i was thinking of quarterbacks and i thought this is almost like the warren moon of films or maybe in a decade the um What's the uh, the Philip Rivers of movies? You know, someone that didn't win a championship, didn't win an Oscar. Some people might say, "Yeah, he's not so good." But for for those who really saw them play, were like, "Yeah, they were damn good." That's kind of how. That's like my analogy of this movie. Yeah, I don't know if those guys work. I, I might have said like a Peyton Manning before he won the big one. Mm. You no, know? mm. like that, that. I would take guy. that. Yeah, I would take that. because yeah, I know I know what you're getting at. Um, I would just give I would give this movie a little bit more credit than maybe a Phil Rivers. Well, I mean, should this movie have won at least an Oscar or something like that? I mean, right? I mean, what, what would it have? I mean, I don't know. It won in '95, but if I was voting on the Oscars today, like, I, yeah, it would be. If it if it came out to, if it came out today, it would be an Oscar contender. I think uh, it would. Yeah. For me, over like Braveheart, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Brave. This was the year Braveheart came out, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, like, yeah. Braveheart, I think, is is very good, but I, I and I never had the affection for Braveheart that I had for this movie. Or yeah. Casino too. I would give Casino best picture over Braveheart. Is De Niro better here or in Casino? <sighs> I'll go. Oh, man, I don't know. I'm I'll go Casino because he has more screen time and we get more of him. So I'm going Casino. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you, I think you, Casino may be the right answer there. <laughs> it's an opinion man <laughs> can't be right or wrong about it but I'd- that is an interesting interesting one compared to braveheart i have to think about that yeah yeah think about it dave okay. come back to us when we do the insider <laughs> we do the insider guys yeah. thank you very much for hey jeff thanks so much and uh yeah we'll we'll be in touch and thank you so much for joining again all right stay safe happy new year yep you too bud later guys wait give me all you got
Boom! Another episode in the books. First one of 2021. Got a few exciting guests coming up. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Blockbuster Mentality and Twitter at BlockbusterCast to get updates on when new episodes drop and who our guests are going to be. But that's it. Again, follow us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. But that is it for me. For Jeff and Dave, I'm Ben. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. Mm-hmm.